everybody, this is Gabriella, and you're listening to Climalytics. Today I want to talk about what sustainability is, how it's defined, and the implications of the way that we define it. So broadly, sustainability is defined as the ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level. Um, as it relates more specifically to the climate crisis, it's defined as avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance. These definitions can definitely be nuanced and um, kind of broad, so let's start by unpacking that first one. The term sustainability was first used in the early 1700s, and it was mainly set in contrast to industrial progress. It was kind of seen as this factor that slowed the trajectory of progress and growth, because the idea was that if progress happens too quickly, development and industry as systems would be unable to continue and um, keep up, so they would kind of just fizzle out for lack of resources. Sustainability was basically the setting of a certain pace for development to space it out over time and give it time to um, take hold and kind of regenerate as it goes. And it's kind of similar for sustainability in terms of the environment. It's basically the level of emissions and pollution that must not be exceeded if we want to maintain our way of life. But if we exceed that limit, our consequences will definitely be dire. That being said, sustainability in that context is basically the maintenance of our way of life through pacing how much we saturate the earth with pollutants and not doing too much of that in too short of a time frame. And this is similar to the carbon budget concept. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, our carbon budget is the maximum amount of carbon we can use while keeping our global temperature increase below a certain threshold. Uh, A lot of times it's 2 degrees Celsius. And you can think of this kind of like the coronavirus curve, that's how I like to think of it, and um, the flatten the curve method. On the coronavirus curve, the goal is to keep infections within the capacity of our hospital system. Uh, If the curve grows too steeply and passes that threshold, the hospital system no longer has the capacity to meet its demand. And with the carbon budget, or the carbon curve, um, as I kind of like to think about it, We're trying to stay within the capacity of our ecosystem to adapt to those changes. So if the curve grows too steeply and we exceed the carbon budget, it causes an unprecedented strain on our ecosystems, which um, throws off the equilibrium and the biodiversity of these ecosystems and um, can result in these biological disasters, right? Like pandemic diseases and um, fires and other natural disasters. Um, So definitely exceeding that budget and not giving our ecosystem's time to adapt to this temperature changes um, can be very dire. This second definition of sustainability revolves kind of around the avoidance of the depletion of our natural resources. It's kind of the way we can meet our needs as a society without depleting the resources that are available to future generations. For example, if we over-farm and don't use sustainable farming practices in our generation, there won't be enough fertile land left to grow a food supply for the future generations. So that's just, that's the importance of sustainability. It's balancing our usage um, with conservation to ensure that we aren't taking more than our share of the resources as a generation. So um, scholars often break sustainability into three pillars. First, um, economic viability, environmental protection, and social equity. That first factor, um, economic viability, refers primarily to um, the distribution of wealth and Um, the way that we orient our economy, right? So uh, as the population grows and climate change creates a larger strain on 
global food supplies and the global economy, um, there are some people with a lot and many people with nothing. And as the climate crisis worsens, this uneven distribution of wealth will exacerbate its impact on people with lower uh, socioeconomic statuses. And another thing is that our economy is oriented kind of around fossil fuels and around unsustainable businesses and unsustainable business practices. And that is the center of our economy. And as long as that remains the center of our economy, it will continue to have um, negative impacts on people in lower socioeconomic um, classes. And the reason those industries remain so central is because for the people who are invested in them and the, you know, uh, the higher ups in these companies, it, they are making a lot of money off of these industries. But overall, these industries, like the fossil fuel industry, are harmful to the environment. And, um, you know, in order to be sustainable, the distribution of wealth must be addressed um, in the context of our economy and its future development. So we have to figure out how do we shift this focus away from unsustainable business practice and towards um, business practices that are going to be equitable for all people that are going to work towards sustainable solutions. Um, so that's a definitely a very important part of sustainability. The second pillar, which is environmental protection, um, involves the more concrete, more basic ideas people think of when thinking of sustainability. So like recycling, uh, reducing pollution, and the act of switching to renewable energy. So these are kind of the more concrete ways to think about sustainability. And the third pillar, which is social equity, encompasses the idea of environmental justice and environmental injustice. For example, people living um, in lower income communities or communities of color often breathe more polluted air, they drink more contaminated water, and they experience a disproportionate number of climate-related complications like cancer, asthma, and problems with pregnancy. These communities are um, contributing the least to our emissions and our pollution, and they, because of factors such as redlining and housing discrimination, um, they are impacted much more heavily and disproportionately to their usage than other communities are. So with all of these things in mind, we have to remember the idea that these pillars are inherently connected. So if we don't protect the environment, uh, the wealth gap becomes worse, low-income communities suffer more. If the economy doesn't shift towards a more equitable and environmentally friendly model, our reliance on fossil fuels will create ecological problems and lower income people will grow poorer and their communities will feel um, those disproportional impacts even more. And finally, if we don't protect vulnerable communities and work to improve environmental justice, we will experience more ecological imbalances and problems. So our global economy will definitely suffer. It's important to focus sustainability and sustainable efforts on all of these pillars because this is a very complex issue. Um, there's no, not one single factor and there's not one single solution. So it's definitely important to focus on all of these things. So I know that that was a lot of information, um, but the varying meanings of sustainability, um, in my opinion, is a good anchoring topic for the show because it's super important to understand the multifacetedness of the crisis that we're facing and understand maybe how to address individual issues within the climate crisis to work on, you know, these small acts of progress. So 
that's it for today. Um, if you like the show, please subscribe. You can be notified of um, future episodes and follow me on Instagram at Crimalytics. I'll see you next time.